first things first, I'm Jenna Wolf alongside Nick Wright, Brandon Marshall, a cup of coffee to you, Kevin Wilds. We are working on this Labor Day. We have wonderful NFL Wilds action to actually almost wasn't working on Labor Day, Jenna. Sorry, no, he why just sat down we had Labor Day off? He out. sat down about six seconds ago. So, Wilds is the second person to the meeting every morning, but the last one to sit down for the actual show. He makes us nervous. So, Wilds, settle in, get comfortable. Let's talk about some NBA action last night. Keep drinking that coffee, buddy. Here we go. We got a little Lakers Rockets game two. Now, the Lakers oh, said that they out. used the game one loss to Houston to feel out the Rockets' speed. And last night, they came prepared. LeBron came out hard 28 points, game 11 one. boards, nine assists. Anthony Davis with 34 and 10, and the Lakers held off a late surge by Houston to tie up this series oh, no. at a game apiece. Now, Nick, you've been high on this Rockets team. You said they'd give the Lakers yep. a tough run. I got to ask, who do you now have more confidence in after two games, the Rockets or the Lakers? Well, Jen, I have more confidence overall in the Lakers, but this is why I said going into the playoffs, the winner of this series was going to win the title. This is why I said going into this series mm -hmm. that this was going to be the toughest matchup the entire postseason for the Lakers. And what Houston is, is the only team in the league, not Milwaukee when they're at full strength or the Clippers or Boston, it, the only team in the league that if the Lakers play their A game can still beat them is the Houston Rockets. Yep. And I think last night could have been a good example of that if not for the fact that Russell Westbrook was, you know, a spy in disguise for the Lakers and really, really <laughs> hurt the Rockets' chances. I, the, the Rockets present a lot of really tough matchups. Uh, P.J. Tucker guards Anthony Davis exceptionally well. This game flipped early when Tucker got in that foul trouble. And the three-point variance, the Lakers are thrilled hitting 12 threes, as they did last night. The Rockets hit 22 of them. They were plus 30 points from three. The Lakers only won because, well, they have LeBron, and he was exceptional at the end of the game, the beginning of the fourth and the end of the fourth. They had an out-of-body experience from Markeith Morris with those four straight threes. And Brandon Russ had a really, really rough night. So I'm more confident in the Lakers than the Rockets, but the Rockets present massive problems, which is why I think this is going to be a long series. And Brandon, it could get tilted in the other direction if Russ gets it together. Yeah, I'm more confident in the Lakers right now. Uh, last week I talked about how James Harden is going to determine the, the outcome of this series. And I was wrong. It really is Russell Westbrook. If Russ was Russ... Yeah. This series wouldn't even be close. Think about that. If Russ was Russ, guy who, 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 who took the MVP trophy a couple years ago, who did things that we've never seen in this, in this league before, if he was himself, this series wouldn't be close. Now, this is one of the hardest things to do from going from player to broadcaster to analyst is to talk about another player because you can throw film up of me playing for the Chicago Bears. You can throw film up of me playing for the Miami Dolphins, and I truly stunk it up. But I got to call a spade a spade. <laughs> Russ was bad. <laughs> Russ was airballing shots. He was dribbling off his leg, and I love Russ. This is the type of guy you want to play, play with. But this was absolutely bad. If I'm James Harden, I go to my guy and I say, look, buddy, let's just focus on the defensive end. Let's focus on rebounding. You did a tremendous job there, but he's truly wilds, tearing up this team's flow on the offensive side. Yeah, so that's why, first of all, I have to apologize for sitting down only 20 seconds before the start of the show. I actually had to call a chiropractor because 15. the Russ roller coaster, 15 seconds. Well, I was upstairs, I had brought my chiropractor in from the city because the Russ roller coaster was extra bouncy. My spine was totally out of alignment <laughs> after watching the, uh, the up and down from uh, Russ. He was, well, was airballing threes oh. and then he would make an amazing play that you wouldn't even see. Anthony Davis had the ball and he'd steal the ball. So I'm like, is he having a good game actually? Is the take that it's so unconventional, but he's keeping him in the game. 
The weirdest, no. the weirdest part, Brandon, you mentioned it. That air ball three wasn't even the the result wasn't the problem. It's the way that he shot it, and he kept his hand up. To, and he thought that that was going in. Watch his hand. Watch his follow through here. He's like, "This is good." He's like, "Oh, it's not good." Because it was like, all line. It was just a foot good. short. And oh, missed it. Yeah. Just just hit the net. Yeah. So once I saw that, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna be in for a rough day." And look, at the end of the game, Nick, when they doubled Harden and left Westbrook open, he clanked one off the corner of the rim, and Mark Jackson's like, "Ah, oh, that's disrespectful." Yeah. Like, is it? He, he was three for eighteen in the playoffs. So I don't know why we don't have the old. Post Capella Russ, where he's attacking the paint. Look at his attempts have, have been sliced in half. So if the three's not dropping, yep. which it's not, and maybe it'll bounce back. Nick, if I was Russ, I was just like, oh, I know what I do. If you're leaving me open, I'm just gonna go downhill, attack, attack, and attack. Well, Either make you fouling, get Anthony Davis in foul trouble, right, and, and sort of take the game to but them. He's throwing Nick. it off the rim when he does that the, too. But he's throwing it off the rim. Well, he's dribbling it, but, off his feet when he does that. And, and Brandon, so here's the thing. I, you and I, because, you know, we're social distance and you're in Florida at the moment, it, we have never watched a basketball game together. But my wife can attest, I'm a really weird guy to watch a game with because certain times the team I'm rooting for, someone makes a shot and I get upset. When Rajon Rondo hit that three at the end of the first quarter for the Lakers, I was mad. Yeah. And she was so confused. And I said, now he's going to shoot more of them. Now, Rondo, to his credit, played a very good defensive game <laughs> and did good things other, elsewhere. Yep. But, but, he, but Rondo, you're open for a reason. Hey, Russ, same with you, bro. When, when Russ hit that three at the end of the third quarter, that was the worst thing that could happen to the Rockets. Because then he took three more yeah. in the fourth quarter. And so, like, right now, R Russ had done a great job especially once they traded Capella, of understanding but, they're not going to guard me at the three-point line, so I have to, if I get it at three-point line, attack. In the first two games against the Lakers, he's shooting seven threes a game. That is something the Lakers will absolutely uh, will take right. any day of the week. But I don't want it to be lost here while we're talking about what the Rockets did poorly. This was the 20th series, or what Russ did poorly, the 20th time. In LeBron James' career, he's lost game one of a series. He is going to be 12 and 8 in those scenarios if they win this one. And what LeBron has done on both ends of the court thus far in this series, he wasn't good in the fourth quarter of game one, so he made up for Remarkable. it by dominating the fourth quarter of this game. But this guy is my age in year 17, and his chase down blocks. His two-handed blocks, his, he, he, I mean, he's blocking Russ's layup attempts so hard, I'm worried yeah. one of the small children watching in the family section <laughs> is going to get hit by the basketball. I, I, mean, it, 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 I mean, I was worried. I'm like, man, that's exactly where the little kids are. They're all on their iPads, and LeBron's going to crush one of them. So, like, I, Brandon, I can't, I can't believe I, – maybe I should be able to believe it. I'm not surprised LeBron's this effective. I'm not surprised LeBron hit the game-icing shot. But LeBron's seemingly endless energy on both ends of the court, playing 40 minutes a night, leading the playoffs in fourth quarter minutes, and having to do all of this, that has been, yeah. even for me, Brandon, a little surprising. Yeah, I mean, we, but, I mean you shouldn't be surprised because we've been seeing this year in and year out. I mean, I thought the first game, LeBron, he, he didn't show up. Uh, I thought AD had terrible body language that first game. Uh, I actually chose the Rockets to win the first game for that reason. I just thought that, you know, they probably would overlook the Rockets. AD came to play. Uh, LeBron was LeBron in game two, and that's why they totally dominated this game. Now, here's another thing we need to think about. Eric Gordon played lights out. P.J. Tucker played lights out. I mean, on both ends yep. of the court, and I love listening to the broadcast and listening to him mic'd up, but this guy doesn't stop talking. He's the ultimate leader. Yeah, I mean, if, if I'm Russ, if I'm Harden, you got to lean on those guys, but you got to do your part. Uh, LeBron played good, like I said, uh, Wilds. Uh, this game and, and this series can really go to distance if Russ actually be Russ. So, so, and here's the one other thing that I do think the Rockets have going for them. They know exactly what their rotation is. 
They're playing nine guys. Austin Rivers is about to make it, so they're playing eight guys. Austin Rivers has just been awful in his limited opportunities last night in game one. So Austin Rivers is going to be taken out of the rotation. They're going to play eight guys. The Rockets are going to hope Scott Foster doesn't officiate another game in this series, and they're going to hope P.J. Tucker can stay out of foul trouble. Where, where the Lakers, and we are, I mean, we are in the middle of round two of the playoffs. Vogel still doesn't have the rotation figured out. Now, some of that's Rondo was out, now he's back. You had some injuries, like some Dion got dinged, JaVale got dinged. But they still don't know on any given night, is Dwight playing, is he not playing? Is Dion going to be the first guy off the bench or a DNP coach's decision? And Rondo is, to me, such a massive X factor because when he is out there, the Lakers' offense typically is going to grind to a halt. So you have to find really creative ways to use him. Yesterday, last night, there was a moment where the Rockets just stopped guarding Rondo. So the only thing you can do there is have him come screen for the ball because <laughs> no one's coming with him. Then you can't switch the screen. If Rondo's going to play 30 minutes as he did last night, he's going to have to keep That's up so the extraordinary defensive side of the ball. What, Brandon? What? Nick, that is so What's disrespectful. disrespectful. They just Great. totally they didn't guard Rondo. <laughs> That's they disrespectful. Didn't. They didn't. They, I was not play. expecting the Rondo bash after that game. Ron, playoff no, Rondo no, no, was no, no, awesome no, no. last really? night. Have you met Nick? Wild Ron. Rondo was know, excellent, but I, but I don't know if that's duplicable. I, I don't know. I, you just got to be careful that series, with those minutes. That series, playoff Rondo. We got a, we got about three more hours to talk about this game, and the series there continues with Game Three tomorrow night. Uh, now that Deshaun Ready, Watson got paid, we got to ask. Sorry, we're on for two hours. Can he carry the Texans to the Super Bowl <laughs> next? First things first. For a lot of us, our home is now more than just our home. It's also a gym, a bakery, and a barber shop. And if you're a business owner or a people manager, home might also be where you do your hiring. That's where ZipRecruiter comes in. ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier because you can do it all from one convenient place. ZipRecruiter.com slash approach. No matter where you're hiring from, ZipRecruiter does the work for you. How? Well, ZipRecruiter's matching technology scans thousands of resumes and profiles to identify the most qualified people for your job. If you're really interested in a candidate, you can even invite them to apply for your job. With one click, ZipRecruiter sends them an email from you and you stand out from the competition. And right now, to try ZipRecruiter for free, First Things First listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com approach that's ZipRecruiter.com slash approach, A-P-P-R-O-A-C-H. ZipRecruiter.com slash approach. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Two hours. I, what, what Money, Money. Didn't think we Big weekend for Deshaun Watson. Let's talk some NFL. He and the Texans agreeing to a four-year, $160 million contract extension, making him the second-highest-paid player in NFL history, behind only a guy named Patrick. $111 million in guaranteed money for Deshaun. It had been a rough offseason for the Texans, having lost DeAndre Hopkins, but there are certainly no more questions about Houston's commitment to their quarterback. Brandon, I'll start with you. Has Deshaun Watson been set up to succeed in Houston? Not yet. Not yet. It's been a roller coaster in Houston. This is a team at times overachieved, underachieved. Uh, but here's why I say that. Because, one, you got to shore up that offensive line. You tried to do that last year with Laramie Tunsil. Uh, then you tried to bring in a few pieces on the defensive side. Every quarterback's dream is to have a defense. And then... You lose your guy, DeAndre Hopkins, who could be arguably a uh, top three wide receiver. I would like to have seen the, the Texans try to figure that out and, and make that relationship work. Obviously, there was something going on there. But Deshaun Watson is a, is, a, is a guy that can win a championship. There's some quarterbacks you look at and say, hey, we can give you the keys to our franchise. We can win a lot of games. But then there's other quarterbacks like the Russell Wilsons, the Aaron Rodgers of the world that you can say, hey, we're going to give you the keys because we know you can win a championship. And this is that guy. Billy O'Brien knows he needs to keep this quarterback upright. Billy O'Brien knows he needs to continue to surround this quarterback with everything he needs yeah. to get the job done. Now, this is why you get paid the big bucks, right? Because you don't have DeAndre Hopkins. You have a bunch of number twos who can really play, but they're the same guy. So now, DeAndre, now Deshaun Watson has to 
really go through his offense and be a magician at times. Billy O has to, he has to dial it up. This needs to be the best display of coaching and play calling that Billy O has ever done. So, Wiles, I don't know where you stand here, but I think they can get it done if they continue to make sound decisions moving forward. So, so the DeAndre Hopkins deal aside, that, that, that feels like the first weird part of this, but I think it's tough because Deshaun Watson doesn't control his own destiny here. Like, Deshaun Watson didn't lose a 24-0 lead to the Chiefs. The Texans' defense last year gave up 24 points per game, 19th best in the league, 388 yards, 28th in the league. Their red zone was dead last in the league. So if they don't win games, are people going to look at Deshaun Watson and they're going to look at the defense? And I know Romeo Cornell's out, Anthony Weaver's in, but Nick, they start tough this month. Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers. Yeah. So if they could start 0-3 and, and, and not be shocked on the, on the heels of a huge deal, I think there's a lot of pressure on Deshaun. Well, listen, I think Deshaun's going to win an MVP one day. I think you could argue he's the third best quarterback. Right. You could argue he's the third best quarterback in football. You could say it's Mahomes, Russell, Deshaun, yeah. not Mahomes, Russell, Lamar. That's a fair argument. But that highlight package we just played is really remarkable. There was We played nine. I counted clips there. He is hit and hit hard on eight of those nine clips. Like, it's not a lot of, oh, look at the clean pocket dime. It's like, no, there's a spin around. He makes an impossible play. Show the next one. Oh, he's about to get walloped, but he makes a nice play. How about the next one? Is the next one, is he going to be, no, 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 no. Go, go spin around again and then get hit again while you're making a play. The, the Texans, another one, get hit going into the end zone. The Texans traded away Dwayne Brown right when Deshaun got there because they didn't like Dwayne's politics. And then they ended up trying to kind of reverse engineer themselves an offensive line, and they're still paying the price for that. They don't have a first or a second round pick next year because of, there's the one where he doesn't get hit because of the Laramie Tunsil trade. They then, <laughs> you, Brandon mentioned they lost DeAndre Hopkins. Well, they lost him as much as so you lose something that you give away. Like, they didn't lose him. He, he was given away in a world where Stephon Diggs goes for a one, a player far better goes for a two, right. and David Johnson on a contract that's underwater. And so I, for Deshaun, you do have to wonder. Deshaun went 12th in the draft. Patrick Mahomes went 10th. If the Chiefs had taken Deshaun Watson, do you think they've won a Super Bowl? Because I think maybe, yeah. If the Chiefs had taken Deshaun Watson, do you think we are seeing uh, a lot more highlights where he is hitting guys running wide open rather than him doing loop-de-loops because he just got hit by a blitzing linebacker? I say, yeah. And, Brandon, the two most successful young quarterbacks in football, Mahomes and Lamar, both of their teams have made a concerted effort to build the perfect team for their skill set. It feels like with Deshaun, the Texans do it the other way. He's so good... We almost don't have to worry about what he can do. And, and I know they have two good receivers now in Cooks and Fuller, but those might be the two biggest injury risk receivers of anybody's top two receivers in football. So I do think, Brandon, he's been done a yeah. disservice by that organization as great of a player as he is. Yeah, I mean, it starts with stability. You know, look at ownership. It's been rocky there. Management. Is yep. Billy O the GM? Is he not the GM? Right. You know, you have changes oh, at, at coaches like it, it's 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 instability there. And you look at the other guys, the Chiefs organization, the Ravens. There's a lot of stability. It's, it's a championship culture. Yep. And I think Billy O is fighting his, his his tail off to try to get that done. I think Billy O is capable, but sometimes Billy O, you know, can get in his own way. Um, now, what I will say this, Deshaun does have some guys that can make plays. But you look at Cooks. Cook, and, and I hate to talk about another, another player's injury history, but Cooks is a concussion away from being out another season. You have the, yep. the, the kid Fuller, Fuller, who's one go route away from pulling his hamstring. So, you know, I, I love this for the Texans. I think they're, they're in a position to build around him, but they need to make sound decisions moving forward. And Nick, to your point, the Packers have a little bit of that, right? They have Aaron Rodgers, so they don't have to worry about building the rest of that team up too much. But back to basketball yep. with this very important question for the panel. I will ask it now. Is the Bucks run all but over after Giannis went down? That's next.
This is First Things First. The stress of daily life weighs on all of us, whether you're an elite athlete or just a regular person trying to get through the day. Muscle pain and muscle tension, that's a real thing. That's why I use Theragun, the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And now it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. That's because the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor that's so quiet, you'll wonder if it's on. While you soothe your aching muscles with Theragun's signature power, amplitude, and effectiveness. Try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power that you need. Starting at only $199, go to theragun.com slash FTF right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash FTF, theragun.com slash FTF. Gonna play him in the second half anyway. All right, gentlemen, let's talk heat. Let's talk bucks. Let's talk game four. Early second corner, Giannis drives, draws the foul, but goes down in pain, holding the same right ankle that he injured back in game three. 19 points in 11 minutes, but the bigger story, Giannis out the rest of the game with an ankle sprain. Fast forward to overtime. The Heat would admit afterwards they took their foot off the gas when Giannis left, and that proved to be the difference. Bucks avoid the sweep with the win over the Miami Heat, and they are still in this series. All right, we welcome in Chris Broussard now. Chris, the Bucks. Pulled one out without Giannis there most of the game. You think they can possibly win this series if Giannis can return from that sprained ankle? It'd be nice, but there's no way. This is over. Obviously, no team has come back from a 3-0 deficit. It's over. I mean, back, it's as simple as that. Let me credit the Bucks. First of all, Giannis, I, he played exceptionally well during his 11 minutes out there. He showed heart just to get out there on that bad ankle. We'll see if he can come back in the series. Credit the rest of the Bucks. Chris Middleton, we've all wanted him to step up. He finally did. They showed great pride. But, and you usually don't hear a team admit this, it sounds like an excuse, but it's really just an explanation. The human tendency, human nature, is to let your foot off the gas. The Miami Heat relaxed when Giannis was gone. And they thought they had it in the bag. And then when they tried to come back, things just were what they were and they couldn't do it. I'd be surprised, not shocked, if the Bucks won game five. But I'd be shocked if they pushed it to a game seven. But I, I think Miami comes out, closes them out in game five. They're too well coached. They're too tough of a matchup for Milwaukee. And they're too hungry and disciplined to let Milwaukee come back and win this series. All right, so two things, Broussard. First one is, I won't go as far as you as to say this is over because the bubble is different. No team's ever come back from 3-0 down. Only three teams have ever even forced a seven games, uh, game seven down 3-0. But part of that reason is all of those teams would have had to go on the road multiple times to win games. That doesn't exist now. And we've already seen three of the 12 series we've played in this in the bubble flip. We saw a 3-1 series flip. We saw 2-0 Houston OKC flip to where OKC almost won. And we might be in the process of seeing Toronto-Boston at 2-0 seem like it's over. Almost at 3-0, one shot away. And now that series might have flipped. So I don't give the Bucks a great chance, but I don't give them 0% chance if Giannis can come back. But the only chance they have if Giannis comes back, is if Mike Budenholzer either has a lobotomy or a come-to-Jesus moment with every coach in the history of sports. There's a lot of reasons coaches have blown series. Usually, you want to go to baseball, it's you trust your star too much. Grady Little, Pedro, go back out there. Terry Collins, Matt Harvey, you can have the ball. I've never seen a coach potentially lose a series because he refuses to play his guy. Giannis, before the injury, was averaging 35 minutes a game in this series. Hadn't played a single game with 40 minutes this postseason. And after game three, Bud was like, I think 35, 36 minutes is really pushing the ceiling. 
Well, here's who it's not pushing the ceiling for. Can we show this, please? Here's guys who've played at least 40 minutes in a playoff game. That's, that's just page one. And all those guys have done it multiple times. Show page two. There's another bunch of guys. That, it, you lost game two in, by two points. Giannis played 35 <laughs> minutes. You, you, you took Giannis out of the game, bud, in the fourth quarter in game four when Miami was on a run. I understand that Miami's got a great defense for Giannis. They've been effective. Your only chance is him playing heavy minutes. And Brandon, he's refused to do it. It's as bad. Oh, go ahead, Wilds. Wilds, what's up? Well, you yeah, know, yeah, he, well, yeah, Wilds is ready to jump work, in there. <laughs> his, he's got a bum ankle. His ankle's hurt game three. Twisty's like, I can go back out. Goes back out, screaming in pain. It wasn't like, ah, I got to take the rest. He's no. on the ground screaming in no, pain. He, now you want him to play 40 minutes? You think you think Coach yes. Bud is they had 0 and 39? Like, let's play our star 40 minutes and see what happens? You think that's a decision he's okay. going to make or I'll, should make? I'll, I'll tell you this he's much. He's capable who's of doing training it. staff. Of course he is. Luca turned his ankle like that. Was playing forty plus minutes. Uh, it's nonsense. They don't have Game Middleton. three. He, he, Brandon, he let Middleton Brandon, play forty he, plus minutes. Yep. Of course, Brandon, Middleton played forty he plus minutes. He's capable of doing it. This isn't Nick. Yeah, Nick, go ahead, Nick, Brandon. Nick, go ahead, Brandon. I can no longer watch a game without counting minutes. The entire first game nice. and second game, all I did was go to the box score and see how many insane. minutes Giannis Middleton was actually yeah. racking up. Because of you, you are really taking this thing to a whole nother level. Like, I just don't get it. Why can't Giannis just play 35, well, 36 minutes? It worked for them in the, in, in the regular season. Because it's not the regular season, and that's not what stars do. And Wilds, you, you look perplexed. But this is game three. He was not on limited minutes because of his ankle. He hurt his ankle early in the first half well, I, I know that. and then was playing and playing fine. So the, 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 they are in this position now what happened game because four? Bud is doing game four. He turned his ankle. You think that. But you know yeah. what? They'd be in much better position. If in game four, they were down 2-1 or up 2-1, which they might have been had they played him, then maybe you could give him game five off. But if you rest him, if you're like, no, he's the future of the franchise, he is the future of the franchise. Somebody else's franchise, because he's going to leave. <laughs> like, he wants to but play. Maybe. And but you should let him play if he wants to. Like, this but is maybe Broussard. Broussard. This Broussard. is... Go ahead, Jim. Let, let Maybe for sure there's Nick. a little... Okay, go ahead. Let me explain Nick right now. Now, now I picked the Bucks in seven, so I'd love it if they came back and won. But Nick picked the Bucks to win the East. Okay, that's why he's no, holding on to, do with that. to this belief that they're I going to win. His that. bracket is demolished Bias. if the Bucks lose this series. That's number I one. Number two, that. he is absolutely positively right, though, when it comes to the minutes. This is ridiculous. And I've got respect for Bud. I picked him as coach of the year last year. He has been a good coach, but this is ludicrous. And to double down on it after last game and say 36 minutes is pushing it, what? This is crazy. LeBron James is 35 years old in his 17th year. He was on Nick's list for playing more than 40 minutes. This is crazy. And it might cost Bud his have job. He needs to leave they're lucky. They're lucky. Look at they're lucky. They're still. Chris, they're lucky. Nick they're Nurse still in it. Chris, they're lucky. The that they're lucky. They're still in it. This Miami Heat's defense has been methodical. It's also on offense. They've been sloppy. Come on, like they, they was out coached. If the Heat is actually playing their game, the Bucks don't even have a chance. Look, I'll give you that they are Wilds. tough matchup and just one of those matchup nightmares for Milwaukee. However, go down swinging. That's like Deontay Wilder going down without ever throwing his right hand. I mean, come on. Play your guys 40-plus minutes. What, what, Wilds, my, my, my issue is if you're, if you're doing something totally unprecedented and failing – you deserve massive criticism. Uh, Brandon is correct that the Heat present real problems for Milwaukee. But game two came down to the final shot. 
and Giannis could have played another game after because he was so fresh. Good for you. That helped a lot. Game three, you you are in total control, and then Miami goes on a 14-4 run. And as Dragic hits a three to cut it to a three-point game with nine minutes left, at that moment, Giannis would have maxed out at 38 minutes. And Bud takes him out of the game in the fourth quarter of the biggest game of Giannis's entire career. Like, <laughs> I totally it is, agree. to me, I these are, go ahead, go ahead, Wilds. No, I totally agree with you. But I'm talking about the next game, if you want to play him more minutes and not less or not at all, like, if Broussard is saying the series is over, well, if it's over, his, no historical precedent coming back 0-3, then why do you play him at all? It's games tomorrow at 6.30. Why would you risk any tiny, tiny bit that, he over, that either re-injures his ankle or overcompensates and hurts something else? We've seen it in the playoffs before very recently. I, would, I don't even care if he says he's ready to go. I'm like, you know what? Take a break. We'll go over to J Jimmy Butler's Big Face Coffee. Ha Take a break till no next one, year. No one's on the barista machine. Take a yeah, break till maybe. you play for the Heat. That'll be good. Pat Riley will thank you. <laughs> All right, we got to move on now. Time for America's favorite game show. Does this impress Brandon Marshall? Check this oh. out, Brandon. Texas State senior Jeremiah oh, oh. Haydell That's making. No, check this out. It's Giannis limping off the field. How impressive was that? It's Giannis. Not at all. <laughs> that was that was impressive. Hey, Giannis limping off. Are we gonna off. have video? After 36 minutes. Uh, all right, so have listen, to, we're guys. Have to here's wait the deal. On that. Okay. Go ahead, Brandon. Okay. America's favorite game show. It got postponed a week. No, we'll, we'll get it back. Texas State. Jeremiah Hale's whole family is watching. Maybe it's the second and favorite game show. And instead, we show Giannis. We'll do it again later. We, we will wait, take America. a break. It's coming, coming up. up. Let's talk some football <laughs> on the other side. How much did Deshaun Watson's big deal drive up Dak Prescott's price? We'll break that down next on First Things Guys, First. I've got bad that news. The revamped supermarket. Support for this podcast comes from the IT experts at CDW, people who get it. At CDW, we get the future workplace works differently. Today is my first day back. Almost forgot what floor we were on. Understandable. But with modern health and safety technology orchestrated by CDW, the future can work better. Technology like thermal screening and occupancy tracking enables employees to walk confidently into the office. Wait, this isn't my floor. Is this even my building? Even if it's been a while. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash future of work. Time to say this, Fox NFL Sunday is back this week with a great slate of early games. Then it's America's Game of the Week. Brady and the New Look Bucks take on Breeze and the Saints. Check local listings for the games in your area or just watch it all on the Fox Sports app. We're back here talking quarterbacks now. So the Texans paid their do-everything quarterback to Sean Watson over the weekend. What does that mean yes, for sir. Dak Prescott in Dallas now? Dak signed his franchise tender, paying him $31.4 million this year, while the price continues to go up around the league after Mahomes got paid, Watson got paid. We now welcome in Greg Jennings. Greg, what does Deshaun Watson's four-year $160 million extension with the Texans mean for Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys now? It really means that all of what Dak Prescott has been chasing as far as his dollar, his number that he has for himself, he's been really on point. He's fully aware of what his market value will be and what he means to that organization and what these guys who he probably already knew was going to be making up or upwards of 38, 39, 40 plus uh, which was Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, the two guys that we all talked about when it came to Dak Prescott's contract and the numbers being risen, rising. Um, I, I, I look at the Dallas Cowboys and I'm, I'm, they, they're the only ones to blame here. When you look at the, them having Dak Prescott in their hands, in their grasp, and all they had to do was sign him earlier, and now they've put all these weapons around him, He's going to do nothing but get better when you put young talent around a quarterback that it has a chip, that has something to prove, that has a new offensive coordinator. Well, not an offensive coordinator, 
but an offensive mind as a head coach and Mike McCarthy that's going to put him in positions of success who share the same like-mindedness of feeling like they have something to prove. This is trouble for the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to end up either having to pay Dak Prescott a bunch of money, what he was asking for, or he's going to walk out the door and someone else will pay him. Greg, I got to say this first before we jump in to any football. Oh, yeah. hey. oh. <laughs> listen, it's a little beat up right now. OK, it's a little it's a little beat up right now, but I have more Greg Jennings jerseys than you do, buddy. I, I assure you. That. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Hey, listen, people don't know, man, you're one of my all-time favorite wide receivers. You're talking about smooth. You're talking about catching the ball. When you look in the dictionary at wide receiver, Greg Jennings pops out there. That's why I collect your jerseys. That's why I have way more jer Greg Jennings jerseys than you do. But, but anyways, listen, <laughs> I, 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 think you're off. I think you're off here. I, I, I don't think oh. it did anything for Dak and the Cowboys because... There's a few positions where we look at the top five guys. Wide receivers were one of those positions. So when I, was, when I was at the table, I was looking at your deal. I was looking at Randy Moss. I was looking at Terrell Owens. I was looking at Ocho Cinco. I was looking at all the top five guys during that time. And that's how we determined where my value was. At the quarterback position, I've, I truly believe the approach is different. When you are one of those franchise quarterbacks, and there's only around five to ten of them, you look at the one quarterback. That's what you look at. The bar is set. So Patrick Mahomes set the bar. Mm. That's the only contract that Dak and the Cowboys are looking at. Well, maybe not the Cowboys, but Dak is looking at that. He's saying this is the benchmark, okay? Yes, you're right. You surround him with Coach McCarthy, who I think could come in and do a phenomenal job for this team because he sat in Appleton, Wisconsin for a year, Greg, in his barn, figuring out what works, what don't work, what went wrong in Green Bay, what didn't, right? And he's really coming in with a great plan. And he also has not one, not two, but three number one wide receivers. So if I'm Dak, I'm, I'm excited. But at the same time, it's like, hey, guys, the, the, the bar has already been set. So here's where I disagree with you, Brandon. Mahomes' contract is so unique because of the length of it. I feel like it's almost hard to use as a negotiating point. So I, I get what, you, what you're saying, which is you look at typically who's the highest paid guy, but when Rodgers is on a four-year extension, Russell, Russell Wilson's on a four-year extension, Deshaun is now on a four-year extension, unless Dak comes to them and says, what I want is this 12-year mega deal, which is not it would appear what he wanted before, before he wanted four instead of five, I do think yeah. they are going to be negotiating off of the Deshaun Watson deal. Which then brings me to this, to quote the great Marlo Stanfield from the fateful final meeting of the co-op, the price of the go. brick is going up, Dallas. Like, listen, if Deshaun Watson gets $40 million a year with the same exact playoff resume as Dak, it, it's about a demand. guy who actually does... It's about... Yeah, say it it's again. It's about demand, though. It, it's about demand. Think about if uh -huh. Dak Prescott was on the open market next year. And the Dallas Cowboys yeah. didn't have a quarterback. How much would they be willing to pay Dak? Oh, of Think course. about if he's no, on an open market next year and, and, and nothing happens good in Chicago. How much would the Chicago right. Bears and of Mr. Course. Pace be willing no, to pay him, right? I agree. I agree with you entirely on that regard. And by the way, nothing shows you have full confidence in your quarterback decision like releasing it on a Friday night of Labor Day weekend like the Bears <laughs> did. Bang up job by that whole crew going with Mitch Trubisky. But regard, like, I agree with you. Dak is in the catbird seat as far as negotiating. But I do think it's the Watson deal that is going to be the base of it. And uh, Wilds, one of the important right. nuances here is Watson did get four for 160, but he's got two years left. So the Cowboys have, or the, the Texans have six years to spread yeah. that money over. It, Dak's got zero years left this year or next year. Zero years left because he's playing on a franchise tag. So whatever they sign him to, it starts immediately, which actually makes it effectively more expensive than Deshaun's, even if they were to sign Wilds the exact same contract. Yeah, and, and if the cap moves around, too, you, that second franchise tag would be very cost prohibitive for the salary cap. 
I'm, I'm going to throw a question to you, Greg. How much, let's suppose, if, if um, Dak does great, Cowboys do great, obviously, Catbird seat, like, give me my money, I'm good to go. But what if the Cowboys aren't great? What if the Cowboys are just mediocre? What if they go 8-8 eight and eight again? Or what if they go 7-9, and nine, and, I'm, and I'm Dak's agent, and I'm like, well, Deshaun Watson, you know, he just, he just got this big deal. And on the Cowboys, like, yeah, well, Deshaun Watson was in the playoffs, and, and we went 7-9. and nine. Like, what do you think happens then? Well, I think it comes down to individual play at that point. It's going to, re mm -hmm. we're going to focus on, if I'm Dak Prescott's agent, we're going to focus on my player's play. What did he provide? And we look at last year. They didn't make the playoffs, but what did Dak Prescott provide? He provided them a solid quarterback play performance week in and week out. If Dak Prescott did not yeah. perform the way that he did, the Cowboys wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been anywhere close to even having an opportunity to make the playoffs. So, yes, the playoffs is always uh, icing on the cake, if you will. It kind of puts a little cherry on top, but your performance is what's going to speak volumes. Brandon, you know this. It doesn't matter if a team makes the playoffs. That's extra incentive. That gives you an extra opportunity to shine on some of the brightest stages. But if you're playing and your team is poor, you better be putting up numbers, especially if it's a contract year. And that's what Dak Prescott did last year. We all talked about, will he be able to put up yeah. numbers? Will he be able to put do his part? Is he going to be the, the, the factor versus other team, other guys around it him didn't being resonate the supportive with the factor of him? And ahead, but there's Jenna, yeah, and, no, Jenna's point that it still didn't get them over the like to get the Cowboys to the finish line on the contract. That's be I think that's because Brandon is squarely correct in this regard. I actually don't think it matters if Dak plays poorly this year. Huh. He Brandon, he's still going to get uh, uh, this type of contract or more because. The Cowboys can only keep him by franchising him for $38 million or letting him become a true free agent without signing him to an extension. And if he becomes a true free agent, Brandon, no matter how poorly he plays, because of the quarterback desperate teams such as Chicago, they will enter a bidding war and they will top this Deshaun Watson deal. So I, I think uh, the only thing Brandon I think could derail Dak is a terrible injury. If he plays great, he gets paid. If he doesn't play great, he gets paid just maybe by somebody else. Yeah, I mean, think you told me how many quarterbacks I played played with. I think it was, yeah. what, 18, 17, 18 different quarterbacks? Yep. It's hard to find a franchise quarterback. When you find him, you pay him. You pay him. So hats off to the Texans and Deshaun Watson. If I was the Cowboys, I would have got this done last year. I don't know if that was more Dak's fault or if it was the Cowboys' fault. But last year, they could have got him probably for $35, $36 million. Think yep. about that. Now we're looking at a, 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 a $10 million yep. swing. So... There's the Oakland Raiders out there. You already hit it. You got the Chicago Bears, who I, I don't think they will, you know, make a splash yeah. in the water like that and go after a quarterback. But think about those Jaguars, teams that need Bills, a quarterback. Well, a lot of yeah, there's so many teams. Back here, first things first, talking game two between the Lakers and Rockets. Oh, the wow. Lakers said they used the game one loss to feel out the Rockets' speed, and last night they came prepared. LeBron, 28 points, wow. 11 boards, wow. 9 assists. Wow. His partner in crime, Anthony Davis, 34-10, and 10, and the Lakers held off a late surge by Houston to tie up this series at a game apiece. And with that, we welcome back in Chris Broussard. Hey, Broussard, are you more confident in the Lakers or the Rockets after what you've seen in these two games? Uh, the Lakers. I think it's a hard-fought series. Obviously, the Rockets give them some problems, and if they're hitting their shots, they're going to be tough to beat. It's just as simple as that. And they got a lot of open looks yesterday that they'll probably make going forward. But I am more confident in the Lakers. We know that LeBron historically has taken game one to get a feel for his opponent. After that game, he talked about how fast the Rockets play. I think he adjusted to that. And yesterday, I thought he paced himself because in the third quarter, he wasn't very active. He didn't put his imprint on the third quarter. But then in the fourth quarter, he comes out and he's fantastic. So I thought he figured out, okay, this is how I have to play to pace myself, to be most effective late in the game, keep us in the game early. And, and I thought he was splendid 
I would like to see Anthony Davis impose his will with his size a little more. Yesterday, he was hitting the jump shot, so it was fine. But I'd like to see him use his size a little bit more. But otherwise, I thought the Lakers played well, and I've got more confidence in them. Well, I, listen, I've got more confidence in the Lakers than the Rockets, but this is going to be the Lakers' toughest series of the postseason. I, I think this series can go seven. I think the winner of this series is going to win the title. And the Lakers were very fortunate last wow. night. When the Rockets hit 22 mm -hmm. threes, you're gonna, you almost always lose. The, if a team yeah. is plus 30 points from the three-point line, you are supposed to lose that game. The Lakers didn't lose because Markeith Morris had that out-of-body experience at the end of the first. LeBron was LeBron, and Russ, unfortunately, for the Rockets, was bad Russ. But I do think there should be a few apologies, either written or emailed, maybe sent via singing telegram, oh. to Daryl Morey. Yes. Because oh. when they traded away Clint Capella, what I heard was, well, the defense is obviously going to suffer, and what are you going to do against teams with size when it comes to rebounding? In the playoffs, the Rockets have had not a good defense, the number one defense in the postseason thus far, and the rebounding, they're losing the rebounding battle, but it's marginal, and given all the advantages they have by playing small, they'll, they'll deal with that. So I think the Rockets are a more than formidable opponent and if the Lakers had anyone other than LeBron as their best guy, Brandon, I think the Rockets would be the favorites. And, and, and by the way, also credit Anthony Davis, 34 and 10, shouldn't be left out from last night. But I know, yeah. I know, Brandon, you're of the belief one of the biggest reasons the Lakers won was someone who doesn't play for them. Yeah, I'm... I'm <laughs> I'm more confident in the Lakers. I said it last week that this series would be determined by James Harden, and I was absolutely wrong. This series is going to be determined by Russell Westbrook. I don't even think this series is close, Wilds, if this guy, if Russ is Russ. Like, think about this. Russ was airballing shots, penetrating, dribbling off his, off his, his feet. He was even throwing balls 100 miles per hour. And it, it pains me to talk about another player. I think one of the hardest things to do going from player to analyst to broadcaster is to actually talk about another player because you can easily put on film and show me dropping balls, falling at the top of my route. But I got to call a spade a spade. This was bad Russ. If they want to win this series, if they want to be in this series, they have to get Russ Focus on the offensive side or just focus on defense. He did a phenomenal job crashing the, crashing the boards. He did a phenomenal job of just being that energizer bunny and keeping the pace going. But at the end of the day, Russ cannot play like this because he's literally hurting the flow of this offense, Wilds. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I also am paying to criticize Russ. My son's name is Russ, and we have more pictures of Russell Westbrook in the house than uh, my own brother. And before I talk about Russ, Nick, if you want to put out a uh, somewhere where you can get those singing telegrams for everyone to apologize to Daryl Morey, can you note where you got yours to send to Playoff Rondo, who bailed you guys out last night? Because that Thank was sort you. of the key to Thank the entire you. game. Ah. So I don't know if it's like an acapella group or just maybe Rondo. one opera singer or whatever. It'll be check Nick's Twitter if you guys want to send uh, sure. singing telegrams. No problem. Look, the Russ roller coaster was extra bumpy last night, and I think we all went through it. And the thing that I thought was very, very concerning was a second quarter air ball where he threw one up like this and left it up and it just hit the net. He's like, ooh, I'm like, well, Russ is not only missing shots, he's missing shots that he thinks are going to go in. Later on in the game, Harden, <laughs> their double team and Harden, leaving Russ wide open. And Mark Jackson's like, oh, that's so disrespectful. It's like, is it? He's three for 18 in the playoffs. It's like, it's kind of like when my son doesn't hit me with a water balloon and then I just, I'm like, go ahead, throw it to me. It's not going to explode. It's going to bounce off. Not, oh. It's kind of disrespectful, but it's earned disrespect. And Broussard, if the, if the Rockets want to get in it, we talk about Russ being the old Russ. I don't need three-point shooting contest for us. I need to attack the paint. He's, shoot, he's going to the paint half as much as he used to post-Capella trade when we read all the articles and listened to all the podcasts about, hey, it's the new Russ. He's attack, attack, attack. Now he's not. Now he's back to shooting threes. And I know the Rockets are in love with the threes, and I want him to shoot 63s a game. But I would rather see him attack Broussard. that's not him.
No, you're absolutely right. Russ settled for the three, and that was the problem. He didn't even move in for it. He's got a, actually a nice mid-range jump shot. He didn't even move in for that. But some of that's the Lakers baiting him. All right, if they get up on him and yeah, run him yeah. off the three, he's going to be forced to drive because you know he's aggressive. He's not just going to settle and let you defend him. But if you back off and give him the open three, he went for the bait yesterday. We'll see if he wises up for game game uh, three. But I'm glad, Wiles, that you pointed out Rondo. Because, Nick, when you start talking about the apologies, it's a little too early for Daryl Moore. But I actually thought you were going to say for Rondo. Because too Rondo early for Murray, but not too early for Rondo? Rondo got what it was rushed. After game, yes, that's yeah. what I said. Let's see the Rockets win. Oh if they go out in the second round, I'm supposed to send flowers to Daryl Moore. <laughs> Stop it. Come on. Let's, I mean, let's see Rondo play more Rondo than two and a half good up. quarters. Let's, uh, okay, Playoff listen. Rondo I, it, showed Ron, up. Okay, it, he was he outstanding defensively. Right. He was outstanding defensively. He hit that one really big jump shot in the fourth quarter. He one. gives me anxiety. I don't think it's duplicable. But I, but he was very good yesterday. I, I will give him credit for that. And so I, I will give him credit. It's still, I, I don't know if you want to play in 30 minutes a night, but we, we'll deal with it as it comes. But Broussard, I'm going to just follow me down this path for a moment because as you have made very, very clear and Wilds and Brandon and Jenna have all made clear, you actually have an awards vote. I do not. And during the playoffs, there has been some narrative about See, this is why Giannis isn't the MVP. And you have very correctly said to everyone, what is it? What is the MVP, Broussard? It is a... A regular season award. Thank you, Nick. Award. Exactly, exactly right. But... Regular season. If MVP, if MVP and Defensive Player of the Year were a full season, po regular and postseason award, I know folks are saying LeBron maybe should have been the MVP, if it were regular and postseason, what about Defensive Player of the Year for old 35-year-old year, -old year oh, wow. 17 LeBron? What he is doing, what he did in round one against a Portland offense that looked absolutely indefensible, and what he is doing in this series early in the games, guarding Harden one-on-one, -on -one, and then when he switches off, they're trapping Harden, and he Good is job, just yeah. really, really hurting Russell Westbrook's Smart. feelings repeatedly. Blocking his shots. There were a couple. There was the two-handed block, and then nope. there were these these blocks. There, Broussard, that I'm worried are going to hit one of the small children in the family <laughs> section. They come out with such force, and so like, LeBron has the way he's locked in defensively this postseason. I think it's the best defense he's played, Chris, since the 2013 uh, Miami Heat time when he could have won Defensive Player of the Year. He has been sensational on that end. He, he really has. There's no question about it. And he showed us in the first game of the bubble, right, when he deed up Kawhi. I have not seen somebody take Kawhi out of getting to his spots in the mid-range the way LeBron did at the end of that game. So, yeah, he looks tremendous. Let's see if he can keep it up. But his defense has been spectacular. Defensive right. player of the year. Well, the Denver Nuggets got back that? on track Saturday, news. taking down the Clippers. <laughs> Nick Sky, Nikola Jokic had some fun at oh, his no. own expense after the game. This was great. Take a listen to this. What What are you normally looking for? What are you looking to do when you first get the ball? Uh, why are you so patient with the ball when you first get it? Before you, I'm, you I'm patient because I cannot really run fast. And then that's my only option. All right. Back here talking Nuggets Clippers game two. Noticeably, that is not a hot take. That is just a universally that is great a hot take. take. Noticeably different Denver team. Jamal Murray found his legs. Oh, please. You're such a dad. Noticeably different Denver team than we saw in game one. Nikola Jokic went for 26 points. Remember, 18 boards. An on night for him, an off night for one Kawhi Leonard. Just 13 points on four of 17 shooting. And suddenly the Nuggets tie up the series at a game of piss peace. Chris Broussard is back with us now. Broussard, looking at game two, was that more about the Nuggets' execution or perhaps the Clippers' struggles? You know, I picked the Clippers to win this in six, so I expected a tough series. Oh, I expected Denver oh, to win oh, a few games. He's listening. So I'm going to I, I'm going to give them some credit. I could sit here and talk about the Clippers, how they just didn't show up 
defensively. I mean, 44 He's points down. in the first quarter, that is ridiculous, all right? But yeah. I'm going to give the credit <laughs> to Denver. Like you said, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic were outstanding. Gary Harris actually hit some shots, especially late. Don't expect mm -hmm. that to continue, though. And defensively, they made a great adjustment onto Kawhi. You saw them collapse around him whenever he got into the paint. They took away that mid-range action from him. It's the worst game I've seen from Kawhi in years. I know Nick will yep. only say it's the worst in a few weeks. It's the worst in years from Kawhi Leonard. Again, do not expect that to happen. I will say this, though. Kawhi and Lou Williams have struggled from three in the playoffs. They are going to have to find their three-point shot, or this could be a tougher series than oh. it should be. Oh. All right, so a few things. One is, listen for it, America. Do you hear that? That's Kawhi oh. regressing towards <laughs> the mean on those mid-range oh, shots. God. You ain't going to shoot 80%. You're not going to shoot 80% as he was 80% from 12 to 14 feet. That was bound to come down, and it came down in a harsh way. But if only there could have been someone with the foresight to say on Friday the Nuggets had the Clippers exactly where go. they wanted them. Overconfident. If only someone could have said the Clippers are an unbelievable front-running team. But if you show resistance, they have not shown the ability to respond well. Evidence of that. This stat will blow your mind. The Clippers have lost 17 of 19, including 11 in a row, if they go into the fourth quarter down three or more. If, you, if, you, if the Clippers don't crush you early, they have a really hard time. If you're like, wait, you want us to play 48 full minutes, like the first quarter and the last quarter? We didn't sign up for that. <laughs> we didn't sign up to play 82 games. We didn't sign up to play full games. And so... Now we're in the playoffs, and all of a sudden, it's not a best of seven. It's a best of five, and a little more variance can come into play. And Patrick Beverly doesn't seem to really be that playable right now in this series. And your, your one little tweaked hamstring, one little twisted ankle away from, oh, no, could we be in trouble? And the answer is, Broussard, because of exactly what you said. And, and they didn't come out ready to play in the first quarter. They, they could have, Brandon put a chokehold, a chokehold on this series if they came out ready to play in the first quarter. They held the Nuggets to 38 second-half points. And in the first quarter, yeah. they didn't feel like playing. And now we've got a series because of it. And that, to me, is not what a right. champion does. But that's that's just well, my take. Well, 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 Nick, I mean, it's a good take, but it, it really is it's all about the Nuggets. <laughs> there was two things that I wanted to pay attention to when this, you know, going into the in game one. One was Jokic. They have no answer for Jokic. This guy talked about, look, I don't have another gear. I'm slow. This is why I'm so smooth. Young players need to take note. It's called the hedgehog concept. The hedgehog concept is this. What are you the best in the world at? When you find it, that's what you stick to. Don't work on your weakness, work on your strength. And we're seeing Jokic work on, his, on the thing that makes him the best in the world. And then you had Jamal Murray was the second thing. Jamal Murray had no legs in game one. We all questioned that. Now, for some reason, I don't know if he went to Space Mountain or whatnot, but he found his <laughs> legs. And that's why yeah. you saw the Clippers totally get dominated. Kawhi is human. This is the first time we've seen in a very long time Kawhi not step up to the challenge. Yep. And I truly believe it's because they took away the mid-range game. There's, 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 there comes a time in the game where players like, I just got to get to my spot to get going. Some players, it's the three ball. Some players, is penetrating. Some players, is defense. For Kawhi, it's getting to uh, uh, the mid-range game. The, and Coach yep. Malone totally took that away. No one's talking about Malone. We keep talking about all these other players and all these other storylines in the bubble, but the person who probably is doing the best job is Coach Mike Malone. Look, Broussard, I'm going to solve the Clippers' problems. Take $200. You go over to Jimmy Butler's Big Face Cafe. You get 10 large cups of coffee. You give them all to the players. They all down them before their game, and they start the game start hot. Because I can't hear another Doc Rivers quote of saying, ah, didn't have the energy that game. Like, oh, 
didn't have any effort that game. Like, you think they shot 71%. You think you didn't have any energy? You got two max guys. You got Mr. 94 feet. You got the, the more energetic uh, Morris twin. Like, I can't have no energy cannot be the answer in the second round of the playoffs. It's too much. Go to Jimmy Butler, pound some espressos, get whatever you want, come out firing for the next game. I have. You're not I, that's worried, what I do. Broussard. Someone, someone likes coffee. That's the third time today you talked about coffee. <laughs> Broussard's never going to make it hey guys, when they win. The Texans making news. They just paid Deshaun Watson. Can you buy a Super Bowl yes. with that investment next? First things first. Yes. If it was a 60-game yes. season. Back to your talking game two, Lakers-Rockets last night. Remember, mm. Lakers said they used the game one loss to Houston to kind of feel out the Rockets' speed. Last night, they came fully prepared. LeBron, 28-11-9. Anthony Davis gave you 34-10. and 10. And the Lakers held off a late surge by Houston to tie up this series at a game of peace. Nick, you've been high on this Rockets team all year long. After what you saw last night, after where this series currently stands, are you more confident in the Lakers or in the Houston Rockets? Well, listen, I'm more confident in the Lakers, Jenna, but that's only because they have LeBron James. And if they had, if you took out LeBron and put any other player in the league in his spot, Kawhi, a healthy KD, a healthy Giannis, any of, anybody else, I would favor the Rockets in this series, which is to say oh. this series is going to be really close, this series is going to be really mm -hmm. tough, and unlike the Blazers mm -hmm. series, this series absolutely could end with the Lakers losing. I, the, the, the Rockets have some structural advantages. They know exactly who they want to play and how many minutes they want to play them. The rotation had been nine. It'll go down to eight because Austin Rivers has probably played himself out of it. They know just the style they want to play. And because they might all be small, but everyone's around the same size, so they can switch everything. They've got a bunch of guys like P.J. Tucker that look like if they weren't pro basketball players, they'd have been college football players playing defensive end. They have a lot of strength. Anthony Davis hasn't been able to impose his will on the inside as much as you would like, as great as he was last night with 34 points. So, uh, listen, the Rockets are a scary, scary team. Brandon, I believe the winner of this series is going to win the title. And the Lakers, very fortunate last night that Russell Westbrook had such a bad game. Because if he is just mm -hmm. mediocre, yeah. despite the fact that Rondo played well, Markeith Morris shot out of his mind, AD and LeBron combined for 60, the Lakers still could have lost. And I think that speaks to how yep. close the margins are in this series when the Rockets are playing for threes and the Lakers are playing for twos, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, I'm more confident in the Lakers. Uh, I mean, just last night, we saw them mix it up a little bit. I mean, they're just a smart team. They went to zone a few times, a 1-2-2, a 2-3, yep. a 3-2, big at the point. I just think they did a phenomenal job of just stabilizing that offense, the Rockets' offense. But I said it last week. I thought this series would come down to one player and be determined by one player, James Harden. I was wrong. I was dead wrong. This series is going to be determined by another player, and that is Russell Westbrook. And I hate to do this because I'm new to broadcasting, new to being, you know, being an analyst. And as a player going to, to an analyst, the toughest thing to me is talking about another player because you've been in these spots before. Russell Westbrook, I have to call a spade a spade. I love you, bro. But, man, dribbling off your legs, throwing the ball 100 miles per hour, the guys in the wing – airballing shots mm -hmm. like this is bad basketball and if the Rockets want to win which they can easily win and they can dominate to your point Nick they can dominate the Lakers but Russ has to play better Wilds like I I don't know like what's going on with Russ but I mean just a few years ago he was the MVP he did things that we've never seen done before in the NBA so Wilds uh, if, I, if I'm Harden, I'm going to Russ and saying, hey, man, let's dominate on the boards. Let's, let's focus on the defensive end. Yeah, I mean, his shot wasn't falling, but he was still contributing in a lot of ways. And, Nick, I agree with you. I think the Lakers kind of deserve to win that game. But if I'm at the breakfast buffet in Disney and I've got my Mickey Mouse waffle, I'm looking around and I'm happy that we won. And I'm like, hey, guys, what if Russ isn't terrible? 
then what do we do? If that doesn't happen, they lose. In the second quarter, when he shot up that air ball, he just has no feel for the game, Brandon, because I know you said you could relate as a professional athlete. I can, too, because I shot a lot of air balls from three in my life. And he put up there like, oh, this is good money. Boom, nothing. That's like the bottom of the net. That's what Kevin Wilds. Bam, bottom of the net. Not like that, he, he though. He kept Not his hand up. Look at it. He, he, look, he, he yeah, followed no. through. Hey, at the end of the game... And when the Lakers are leaving him open, Mark Jackson's like, oh, the disrespect. I'm like, eh, it's not really disrespect. He's three for 18 from three. But if I was Russ, you got to start attacking. Like, post-Capella, all we heard about, it's like, oh, it's the old-school Russ. Attack, attack, attack. He's not doing it anymore. His attempts at the rim have been cut in half, and so have his points. So, Nick, if I'm Russ, I attack the rim. The, other, the only other problem for the Rockets is this. Anthony Davis, and I thought Stan Van Gundy had a perfect, perfect quote. Sorry, Jeff Van Gundy. Got my Van Gundy's confused. Jeff Van Gundy had a perfect quote, and I thought of you. It was Anthony Davis made like a little, like a, like a Carmelo-y, sort of like little baseline mid-range. And he was like, the yep. Rockets, according to the analytics, the Rockets like that shot, and so do the <laughs> Lakers. And I was like, whew, that's the whole series yep. right there, and that's a problem that will favor the, the Rockets. It's exactly right is the you don't have to like the Rockets' style, but it is smart. Mm -hmm. The Lakers are trying to out-talent the math, and they might be able to do it. I think they will be able to do it because while you guys are correct that if Russ plays well, the, the Lakers probably lose, but the flip side is, it, what did I say at the beginning of the playoffs? Here's what playoff LeBron James means. If he's having a bad shooting night, he scores around 30. If he's having a good shooting night, he scores around 40. Last night, he made one shot outside of eight feet, scored 28 points. So if Russ does start playing better, but it coincides with one of LeBron's 42-point games, which you know is coming, that's the Lakers' trump card here. The other thing the Lakers have going for him is, and I know it's going to sound like, oh, Nick's, Nick's uh, you know, giving LeBron credit for something that hasn't happened yet, but I think everyone, even the biggest LeBron doubter, can agree with this. Late and close, of all the players in the series, it's not only who do you trust the most, it's who do you trust demonstrably more than everyone else. It's LeBron. Last night when this was a six-point game, 40 seconds left, it's like, ah, if you miss it, it could all of a sudden be three. What do the Lakers do? Run the clock down to two seconds on the shot clock. LeBron hits a turnaround fadeaway. Good night, good luck, game over. And so, what? What? Oh, you're going to say, I know what you're going to say, Wilds. Oh, it's going to make me mad. What? No, because I thought you were going to say, I, I, know you, what you're I just want to make it, I don't know if we can correct it in edit or live today, but like, I think you, you said LeBron instead of playoff Rondo. So I don't know if we want to go back or okay. redo the segment, Jenna. You said LeBron. Rondo was very good yesterday, Jenna. No. Playoff Rondo. Nick, he's got a point. Rondo showed up. You've been doubting Rondo, Rondo and he showed great. up Admit last it. night. I continue he to did. doubt him, Jenna. I continue to doubt him. He was great last <laughs> yesterday, kind of. But I continue to doubt him. It makes me nervous, man. If you want, if you want right. to be entertained, games. that series uh. continues tomorrow night. Hold on, Game Five, Celtics Raptors tonight, 6:30. Hey, this series is suddenly all tied up at two games apiece. So, Brandon, what do you think what? is the X factor in tonight's game? First of all, the Celtics got to get back to playing defense, and they also got to get back to being smart. And I think that is the X factor: is them playing good defense and being well coached again. Go ahead, I'm going to go with Jalen Brown. He was cold. He's 4 for 18 last game. We big bounce back from Jalen. Celtics win, Nick. Yeah, I think it's right. one player from the Celtics bench giving them some pop. Once Gordon Hayward goes down, all of a sudden their bench is not as potent as it once was because you move smart into the starting lineup. They need one guy off the bench to give them some pop. If the Raptors win tonight, Jenna, the series is over. If the Raptors win tonight, the champs yeah. are moving on. That's it. All right, Celtics-Raptors mm. game five. Clippers-Nuggets game three. Got a big, fun slate. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. Stay safe.